You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Hello and welcome to Friday Conversations. Hello. I'm Matt. I'm Verity. And thank you for joining us tonight. We are both part of the King's Church in Wisbeach. And Friday Conversations happens every Friday evening at 7.30 p.m. And that's where we have it live. And the whole point of having it live is we have a conversation, but then you who are watching, um, if you have a YouTube account, which you can get for free, um, you can also contribute to our conversation by using the live chat. And every now and then we stop and we read out some of the comments and, and, and use some of those as part of the discussion as well, if they're appropriate. So please do make use of the live chat. Yeah, absolutely. We've got 11 people watching at the moment. Oh, it's gone down to 10. Oh, We've been no. bored already. Well, it's because we came on the screen, <laughs> I think. So if you're watching, just quick pop a message to say hi so we know who's watching. Yeah, we, we already know that. Richard and Maggie are watching and Andy yep. are watching. So oh, Alan, oh, here's Keith. Oh, here we go. More people saying hi. Yeah. Hello to you if you're watching. Pop a comment in so that we know you're alive and with us. <laughs> um, part of this season of Friday Conversations is that we are going to be, or we are, um, looking at a book together. We've done lots of things in the past. We've, we've looked at um, the Ten Commandments. We've dissected the Lord's Prayer, and um, we've done all sorts of things like that. But we thought for something slightly different, we're going to take a, a Christian book about how to encourage us in our discipleship um, and, and look at that. It obviously references a bi the Bible a lot, mm -hmm. so we, we've still got all of that to um, get our teeth into, which is good. But we're using this book called Blessed, Broken, Given by the author Glenn Packiam. And we are basing our conversation around this. Um, if you've got the book and you're reading along with us, that's great. But you know what? We want our conversation and discussion to still make sense, even if you haven't read oh, the book. Yeah, and yeah. Even if you haven't got a copy, it doesn't matter. You can still benefit from the topics that yeah. we're going to be discussing. Exactly. And if, if someone's talk, if you're having a conversation with someone about Friday conversations and they say, oh, I can't join in because I haven't got the book, say, tell them that they can still join in. It hopefully will be, still be interesting even if you haven't. And we know that there's an audio book as well. Yep. So if, you, if reading isn't your thing, you, you could listen to, to the chapters instead of actually reading them. So there are lots of options available but because we are basing it on the book um, this is our second video in the series if you missed the first one go back to um, the King's Church Wisbeach YouTube channel and watch the first one it was great I think someone compared it to <laughs> a Walkham and Wise on it. <laughs> show um, but there was some good stuff in it it was even uh, though Clive read the wrong chapter he prepared yeah. for the wrong chapter he still managed to have a good conversation but I could see where the where the confusion came in because we looked at what was called the prelude last time, which is actually chapter one. And then today, Verity and I are going to be looking at chapter two, but it's the first chapter of the section called Blessed. So it's Blessed, Broken, Given, and now there's three chapters for each of those. Three chapters on Blessed, three chapters on Broken, three chapters on Given, and then sort of a, a summing up chapter at the end of it all. So we're going to be looking Good night, Katrina. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to be looking at um, chapter two together called Origins. 
um, today. If you're following along in the book, that is what we're going to be talking about. And it's starting to talk about the first of the three main topics, talking about this whole idea of being blessed. Yep. So before we start, here's a question for everyone on the live chat. So what does blessed or what does a blessing mean to you? So how have you heard it said before? Um, what, what does it mean when someone says, I'm blessed? So just type that in the chat and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Yes, I'm now thinking of what we talk about instead of answering that question straight away. <laughs> well, well, you could start saying hello to extra people who've put their names on the... Yep, yep, the we've got Lynn, we've got Anna and Leslie. That's, Leslie is um, currently babysitting our children, so I'm glad that Katrina has managed to set her up so that she can watch. Very good. Ah, mine has finally decided to join the party, my phone. It was a blank screen, but now there's loads of people on there. So what do we great. want them to write down? Blessing. What does blessing mean? What does a blessing mean to you? Mean so to Anna you. has um, already put um, a blessing is something good from God. Um, Keith says, when God has done something nice for me, it's mm -hmm. a blessing. Okay, good. Any other thoughts on what it means um, I'm blessed? Or can you, do you want to read what Maggie's okay. put? Oh, Maggie said, said God's gifts, not necessarily material, given by God. Alin uh, and Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> uh, Richard has said God's favour. Okay, that's good. Great. So, if more of these come in, we'll, we'll continue reading them out. So, so, please keep popping them in if you're still thinking about it. But let's just start talking about what... Yep, because this is the, how he starts off the chapter. Yeah. He talks about how that this is the case. This is the way most people see a blessing, what it is to be blessed. It's something that, that God has has given to us. <laughs> I like Jane's just put in, people say bless you when you sneeze. Yeah, very true. Which is true, yes. Um, but what he's, um, what's his name, Glenn, what Glenn is trying to get at is that he says, I want you to see a bigger picture of what it means to be blessed. I want to lead you to a bedrock of blessedness that won't be shaken when storms come hurtling your way. And it's the idea that actually, not only are we blessed by this, um, by either gifts given to us, the gifts God has given within us, but actually we were made blessed. Mm. And this is where we come down to the title of the chapter, this origins. Mm. We were made as blessed creatures, as mm. blessed people. I think what he's done um, in, in here, um, so, so for those of you who want to um, clued up on social media, you, you, you may not have quite grasped it if you, if you're reading the book, or maybe you have, but he's, he's used the, the analogy of a hashtag, hashtag blessed, mm -hmm. um, because he's talking about, you know, being blessed. Some people think, well, I'm blessed when my life is perfect. I'm blessed when everything is going well, when everything's happy, when I'm, when I'm living this Instagram perfect lifestyle, I'm hashtag blessed. And, you know, he says, what if, if your favorite kind of brand of coffee shop is only three steps outside your office door, you know, then, oh, I'm 
hashtag blessed because you know I'm living my best life. Um, so we could see these things as blessings, and indeed I think they're part of God's blessing. But yeah. I think you're it's right good to as be well. Thankful. If we see yeah. them as a blessing, that helps us to be thankful, and that's good. To have the attitude of gratitude but, is a good thing. But to see that as the only way that blessing can be expressed or enjoyed. Yes, if that's I the think, meaning of the word blessing, I think is the, is the issue. So I'll just read a little bit here um, what he's said. I'll just find it. Uh, yeah, it's one thing to thank God for the little things. It's good to do that. Even the seemingly trivial successes, like, I don't know, finding a car park or something. It's another thing altogether to assume that blessing equates to a happily ever after, perfectly charmed life. When we think about blessing in this manner, we miss the beauty, wonder and majesty of many blessings that we're already participating in. Mm. And I think that's, that's quite interesting. And I think it's worth thinking about today. If if nothing is going right, if everything feels like it's going wrong, does that mean God has stopped blessing you? Does that yeah. mean you are no longer blessed? Yeah. Because there are times, there are times when it feels like everything is going wrong. Yeah, and, and does there that are, mean I'm not blessed? There are some streams of teaching within Christianity that kind of fly in the face of this a bit. Um, and I mean, it was a long time ago, no, but, but some of the the teaching that a church I used to go to was definitely in the prosperity gospel um, vein and it's basically sort of saying um, you know if you're a Christian you should live in divine health and you should never be ill and if you're a Christian you should have lots of money and you should be prosperous and wealthy because God pours out his blessings and wealth upon you mm. because you know it, you're living a blessed life and <laughs> When things are going well, you know, it's easy to believe that. Mm -hmm. And the problem is when things start going wrong. Mm. The problem is when, you know, wh what happens when you get poorly? Yes. What happens Does when... that mean it's because you've been a bad Christian? Or does it God's mean God is no longer blessing you or yep. you are no longer in the favor of God? No, of course it doesn't mean no. that. But that's where that kind of teaching kind of can take you and yes. sometimes if, if you've built your whole life and all your faith on those foundations yeah. when a storm comes it can really knock the foundations yes. from under you because yes. you're not actually built on building on the rock yeah you're building on you know oh well life is supposed to be good lots of lots of people think that you know if I become a Christian I will have an easy life hmm. if I have Jesus in my life nothing will go wrong hmm. and then when life happens and stuff does go wrong and do experience pain and suffering, they get very surprised. Well, this is why it's wonderful that the Bible includes everything in the Bible is there for a purpose. And the Bible has the book of Job. If you've never read it before, please do, because it is about a man who loves God, is devoted to God, and God loves and is devoted to him. And yet everything goes wrong, <laughs> literally in every way that you could think of. Um, Job's blessings are taken away, but actually the fact remains he was still blessed in who he was. Mm. Um, shall we re read out some of the people yeah, yeah, saying what blessings mean to yeah. them? Um, 
Keith says, sometimes God blesses me by teaching me something. Lynn says, blessing. Something in a storm. I think that's the key to Keith's one. Uh, that's a different one. Oh, that's the next one. Sorry. <laughs> huh? Lynn says, a blessing is a direct touch by God, which I like. Uh, Keith again, yes, God has blessed me by being with me in a storm. Maggie says, I think Keith is right that knowing God is with us always, even when things are tough, is a huge blessing. I like, can I just, sorry, one more thing to add. I like the way he says it here. Sometimes trouble will come because of your obedience to Christ. Sometimes trouble will come despite of it. Mm. Yes. I just wanted to um, pick up what, what Lynn was saying about um, a direct touch from God. And I think this chapter kind of deals with it although not explicitly because he didn't have Lynn's comment to, to, <laughs> to, to, to spark the, the conversation. But I, th I think you're right, Lynn, in that it's a direct touch by God. But I think the problem that we have a lot of the time is recognizing mm -hmm. this touch from God. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's some obvious moments when it's like a, oh, and you know, oh, <laughs> wow. Like God. For me, it's a, oh, yeah. I always cry. Well, God is obviously in this or, or whatever. It's like, you know, obvious. It, yeah. it, it smacks you between the eyes and you're like, okay, th this has to be God. Yeah. But I think what we need to start to try and do, and I think what this book is encouraging us to do as well, especially when we're talking about sort of the whole metaphor that the book uses of bread and how bread is this ordinary, yeah. everyday substance that's essential for life mm -hmm. um, and that you know even in the ordinariness of life even us being ordinary but even in the everyday mundane ordinariness of life that actually there's still God's blessing oh, yes. within that mm -hmm. and starting to recognize God's touch yeah even in the ordinary even yeah. in the mundane yeah even in the not spectacular because I think so often we we, we program to think, aren't we, that God equals spectacular. Mm. And that's because he is, he is spectacular, <laughs> yes. but he's also in the everyday. He's also yep. in the ordinary. And I think we're going to come full circle and, and yes, I was gonna say at that, the very yes, end of the chapter because it kind of brings it all the way around again. But that's just yes. something to start thinking about, I think, at this early point. Yep. So where does this get down to origins? Um, it's saying, so um, this is chapter 29 if you have the you chapter. Page. page 29 if you've got the book to hand. So it says, we are blessed even when it seems everything in our lives is falling apart. Mm. But how can this be? Being blessed the way the scriptures describe it is about something more. Something that has to do with the very core of who we are and how we were made and to understand that we need someone to tell someone else to tell us our own story yeah and this but he it. goes on to say doesn't he that that with us um learning about how we came to be how we came you know being born and he describes the birth of his own children and things yeah. um and early years because you don't you don't really remember yeah, what yeah. you're like but but how we much. we have to rely on our parents yes. telling the story yes and i know in, in a book that i've written oh, um <laughs> in the very beginning of it i tell my origin story yep. but it's through the eyes of my mum 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's the story that my mum tells when the family gets together and, you know, that the doctor was out having a, a meal and no, earlier on that day she goes to the doctor and says, you know, I'm going to have this baby today. And he says, oh, what nonsense. You've still got three weeks to go or whatever. Go back home. Don't worry about it. You know, it'll pass. Um, later on that evening she's convinced and says no I'm having this baby now so gets taken to hospital the doctor gets phoned up he's having a meal somewhere he comes rushing down the corridor apparently and swings his uh, yes. swings his tie over his shoulder and catches me just as I enter the world <laughs> um, so that's that's sort of my origin story yes if you want to share your your birth story if you know what it is and you would like to share it please do i realize thinking about this because yes he does talk specifically about birth stories but it, it is more than that but i've been very blessed in huh, in my sorry <laughs> in my life um, that word again yes i'm very privileged that whenever my birth story gets told um I, I, I won't say the whole thing again because my dad talks about it quite a lot. So you've probably heard him, in fact, in Friday Conversations a few months ago, he was telling this story. Um, but basically the gist of it was I, I could have died during birth because um, the umbilical cord came out first. And so I would have cut off oxygen before I could get out. Um, but fortunately, the doctors were able to do an emergency cesarean. Um, I, I was saved. Um, but he he talks about it from the perspective of the waiting and hearing that first cry and hearing your baby crying when you know things are going wrong this is a potentially life and death situation to hear your baby cry um and he talked about it talks about the emotions that came with that um and how he realized that the love he had for even his unborn child and yeah just thinking about it for this evening i thought how appropriate and how wonderful to always have the story told over you that you were loved before you were born mm. and so yes i am very privileged that my whole life i've been told i was loved before i was born and not many people have that mm. and it, so the fact that so yeah at the core of my origin story was not on my works. It doesn't matter what I've done, what I've said. It was just the fact it was me and I was there. So thanks for that, Mum and Dad. That's quite nice. <laughs> he has a few others coming in on the live chat. Keith has said that he was born in a lift. Oh, yes. There you go. And Maggie says that she was born two weeks early and her mother always said that she's been in a hurry ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing those. Uh, but I think the whole point about these origin stories is that somebody else has to tell it to you. And so he then relates it to the Bible okay. and that God actually has to tell us our origin story. And he's talking more about sort of the origin of humanity as a yes. whole yeah. rather than our individual origin stories. And actually that can be really helpful because... Oh, yeah. Not everybody is born into a, a loving, yeah. caring family environment. Um, lots of stuff goes wrong. Yeah. Um, and so if that's sort of, if your origin story is, is a bad one, that actually you don't have to let that define yes. who you are. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're any more or less blessed yeah. than, than others. Because actually, if we look at the, the ultimate um, 
origin story. Yes. The the ultimate beginning, yes. which is God telling us mm. the story of humanity mm. and how we started.、Mm. Um, that's where we start to see our identity working itself out, and that's where we start to、yes. see. Um, the whole concept of blessing、yeah. being part of our very beginnings and being part of our very nature and being part of actually who we actually are,、yes. rather than something that's done to us. Yep.、Yeah. And page thirty-one, it says, "God established blessing from the origins and foundations of the world." If we want to understand who we are and what makes us blessed. We have to go back to the creating, ordering, and blessing of the world.、Mm. And we see, don't we, that God, God creates something. He speaks something. He creates it. But he's, he's not a creator that just goes, "Oh well, that's nice," and then goes away and、Shuffles、leaves、off. it,、yeah. and, and, and just thinks, you know, it, they can take care of themselves. I'm, I'm off. Yeah. He's involved. He's intimately. And when he creates, he says, "And it was." Good. Yes, and he says and this, that about each part, each and, day. And this goodness is is his is blessing,、mm. his seal of approval on this thing, these things he's made.、Mm-hmm. And we know that the Bible also says that every good and perfect gift comes from God.、Mm-hmm. It is good, and He creates man and He creates woman and says, "It is good." Mm-hmm. This what I've made, and I really like the the thing that he points out in the book as well is that this this blessing of creation、um, is is the start. So often we think that sin is the start. We think,、yeah. oh yes, well, well, we you know there was the fall, and so we we're born、fallen. sinful,、yeah. and we have you know a sinful fallen nature, which is true. We do have a sinful fallen nature,、mm-hmm. but actually, in the very beginning, God said it is good.、Yes. God said you are blessed before、mm-hmm. sin came, before the fall, before it started going wrong. So even before that, the whole sinfulness thing,、yeah. we are blessed. I think it's worth saying,、um, just in case you you don't know the Bible very well.、Um, so the Bible does contain our origin story,、um, and that's right at the start, handily handily enough, if that's a phrase. <laughs> so Genesis one, if you want, to, we're not going to read it tonight, but yes, it talks about the formation of the world and, and how God made it and how He made us. Although it might not go into as much detail. As many people、yeah. would like, we've got、yeah. we're curious creatures, and we want to know how exactly how did this happen, and when, when and how. That's what we want to know. We want to know all the details. And actually, Genesis can seem quite vague, but just because it's vague does not mean it's inaccurate. But the thing that I think was quite interesting in in the what he mentions in, in the book here is about Genesis, is. Wanting to know when and how is quite a modern thing. Yeah. It's sort of this is these are the questions we ask today. Yeah. But when Genesis was written,、um, people had a you know they had a concept of God and 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 that、mm. was it was it was you know God or the gods、yeah. are out there and it was a lot less a question of how and a lot more a question of why、yes. and who. who. Yeah. So, who created us? 
and why rather than when did they create us and how did they do it yeah it's more a case of well who which god created us and here the bible actually speaks of a very different god to a lot of the other gods and religions of the time um a a loving god a caring god an intimately involved god yes and the why, why were we created, was a lot less about us being slaves to serve the gods who couldn't be bothered to do the work yes. or they wanted sacrifices so they created humans yeah. to give them sacrifices. It's a lot more a case of, well, why? Well, because I want relationship, because yeah. I want to express my love. I, I want to love and to this, bless. This and origin story, although it seems so basic and almost like a child's story to us now this creation story was radical Mm. was absolutely radical and in the book he gives two different um ideas that were around two different religions that were around at the time when i think it's at the time they think that genesis was written but he gives these alternative perspectives he says is um giving the landscape of the other stories around at the time so you can understand quite how drastically different this is yes to have this this Mm. loving god um and the fact that there is only one Mm. yeah well i think we've got a lot more to say about this but i think in just a moment just giving jane the heads up and we'll be going to have the notices and a song. Yep. Um, so do um, stay tuned. We will be back and continuing our discussion about blessing and identity and sort of so, origin stories. Yep. Go on. Yeah, before we go to that, I've got a couple of questions for you to write, to write ah, in during yes. the song. Um, so do you have any questions about the Genesis story? The, the the creation story and i'm not saying that we can answer them i suggested we asked this earlier and matt well, went into panic mode no actually but, actually well yeah i did go into panic mode but what i'm saying is i think often as christians we we kind of feel anxious that we don't know the answers to everything uh, but yeah, actually sometimes just asking the question mm. is more important mm. than Oh, well, I know the answer, I know the answer. And asking the question and thinking about it can be really useful and beneficial. And I will point out that most scientists, well, no scientist can answer all the questions either. So it's not just religion that can't answer all the questions. Um, So, yeah, so do you have any questions about the creation story? And what does it mean when it says we were made in God's image? in the image of god he created them what does that mean okay see you after the break well welcome back thank you for those who have um answered some of our questions during the break yes do you want to read what some of those are i shall indeed so anna says this is um what does it mean to be made in the image of god anna says being made in god's image means that we are capable of so many things emotions music conscience reason decision making sex self sacrifice is what i meant to say (laughs) etc etc maggie said i think that to be made in the image of god is about us having emotions and creativity like god and being able to respond to god in our spirit Mm. and 
just finishing off the the thing we were talking about just before the break about mm -hmm. about creation and sort of our ultimate um, origin story mm -hmm. um, is that um, God makes everything on purpose for yes. a purpose, and yes. He loves and blesses yes. what He makes. Yes. So, and that includes us and it includes mm. you and it includes me and it includes you yes. that god made us for a purpose yeah. and he blesses that yes and says it is good yes. you are good yes. because i have made you yes and that's where the sort of the foundation of our blessing mm. begins mm. in the very fact that we are made in god's image we are made by god Mm. with purpose for a purpose mm. and he blesses us yeah. because he made us mm. and yeah so that kind of sets the scene for yes. for this whole concept of blessing absolutely i like listening to ucb and one of their little clips on there was about our value um and how do you value items sold at an auction. Or well, how do you place a value on any item, really? It, uh, and the, the answer is, by who made it? The, whoever person or company made this item, that is a crucial factor yeah. in its value. So who made you? And then the next thing is, it's who made it? And how much is someone prepared to pay for it? That's what dictates the value. How much is someone prepared to pay for it? And how much was God prepared to pay for you? Well, he sent himself to die. And he, he left the entire of heaven to die because that's how much you're worth. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's a good one. I'm remembering that. <laughs> yeah. So just before we move on from the actual creation story in Genesis, yeah, if that's what you're going to do. Yes, I am just about to move on. <laughs> Quickly. I just wanted to point out that in today's culture, there is a definite belief that to believe in the creation story as written in the Bible is, well, it, I've actually been told in college courses that it's irrational. It's illogical. It's um, unscientific. So I just want to challenge those thoughts and ideas and say <laughs> the way the Bible puts it is works perfectly well with science. Science and the Bible and the Bible creation story are not polar opposites. They can mesh together beautifully. Um, yeah, so, so do not work on the basis that they opposites because God created the world. God created science. God is a scientist. He created the laws of nature. So mm. yeah, don't, don't, don't think of them as, um, mm. oh, I'm, I'm using the same words over and over again. You get the gist. <laughs> okay, moving on. There we go. <laughs> the metaphor that's used throughout the book that we spent a lot of time with in the, the opening chapter last week ah, bread. Um, is bread. And so how does bread fit into all of this? Yes. Well, we see Jesus in the New Testament. Every time he takes bread, he blesses it. Yes. And that is quite significant. Um, mm. He blesses it. And, and as he blesses it, 
he kind of makes it into something more than just bread. This, this basic everyday thing is blessed. Um, but also at the same time, I think he's also recognizing or, or helping others around him to recognize that as I'm blessing this ordinary everyday substance that we all need for life, I bless this bread, but in blessing, I'm actually reminding everyone of the already blessedness that the bread has. Mm -hmm. Like us being like bread, because we're blessed at the very beginning, mm -hmm. God has made us. And by virtue of the very fact that God has made us, we are blessed because he made us and he loves us. In the same way, God's creation is blessed because God made it and he yes. loves it and he said it was good. Yeah. And bread is a product of God's creation. Yep. So in a way that bread is already blessed mm -hmm. by God. It's already infused with God's blessing. And in a way, if we have eyes to see, even something as ordinary as bread mm. can be a carrier of God's life, of God's revelation, mm -hmm. of God's presence. Yep. And so Jesus blesses the bread and with communion as well, we, we bless the bread and we share it amongst each other. And it's not that we've made the bread into something completely new and different, yep. but it's sort of recognizing this blessedness that is already amongst us. And so that's the bread. And then we put it onto ourselves as us, us being like bread, this ordinary everyday thing that actually even in our ordinariness, even in our everydayness, even in our, well, I'm not that special rarely-ness, that actually we need to start seeing God's blessing, God's hand, God's work already at work within us as well. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, because he does, if you read the book, it, I found it slightly difficult to grasp what he was talking about because he's, he, but you, you've summarized it very well there because he talks about it being a, a sign and a means of his presence. But yeah, it's, yeah, I don't need to reiterate. You summed it up very well. <laughs> um, but I, I love this. In blessing the bread, Jesus not only returned to its origin, so looking back as we have been the origin of the world, God created it, it was good. Bread comes from creation, so it is good. But it also pointed to its future. And not just the future of the bread, um, but to the future of this world. Um, and at, at the communion table, he says, it's a place where we anticipate the future because we're looking and praying for for eyes to see what bread will be when the new creation arrives <laughs> like in fullness. Yes, but it's the, this idea that actually everything will be restored and everything mm. will be as, as it, it was. Be, yeah. And as, yes, it, it will be, we will be in all fullness, all our blessedness with all that sin 
and all the gumph that comes with it, the pain and the suffering, wiped away. Mm. We look forward to that at the the communion table. Mm. Um, and I just one of the things that came into my mind when I was reading this is we sing a song uh, every now and again that sounds slightly odd, but it really meant something to me, so I like talking about it. <laughs> it says, we will meet him in the air and then we will be like him for we will see him as he is. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> it is, it is part from the Bible. So although it sounds rather odd, we will wait and see how it is actually fulfilled. It is in the Bible, so we believe that it's true. Um, but it's just that last line, for we will see him as he is. And I was just singing it and just the, the thought and the imagining of meeting Jesus face to face. I mean, that's quite something in itself. The song I can only imagine. Oh, I'm doing lots of songs now. I can only imagine when that day comes. But not only that, when we see him as he is, we will also see ourselves as we are, as we were made to be. Yeah. And it was just suddenly that realization that I'm going to see myself without sin and without fear. I will see who I truly am, who I was created to be. And that's really exciting because I want to know what I'm like without all that nonsense. Mm. And there's, but not only will I see that I'm going to see Jesus as he is, I'll see myself as I am and was created to be. But all those around us, our fellowship, our friends, our communion together, we will see each other as we were made to be. Oh, that's a good thing to look forward to. Mm. It's so, good. There's a lot of funny stuff going on on the live chat as well. Oh, is there? Ooh. Yeah. Carry on. You do that. Anna's, Anna's got some, some telling how torturous all this bread stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're too bad. You've got a good more, few more weeks of it yet. <laughs> Um, but we've got some about your comments on, on um, science and um, creation as well. Mm. So Lynn, as a scientist, I don't have enough faith that evolution could ever happen without God's input. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, Anna saying that she, she reckons Jesus forgot to bless the bread sometimes. Um, yeah, possibly, but the recorded instances, I think, have been blessing it. Um, Keith is agreeing with Lynn's statements. Um, people who believe in evolution and that we occurred by chance have to have a very great deal of faith in chance. Yeah. Um, which, yes. which is so true. it still requires faith. No matter what your origin story of the creation of the world, you've got faith in there somewhere. Yeah. I love Alan's little comment. He's, he says, ah, bless you, Anna, for that. And we're talking about blessing. So yes. very good. Well done. Very good. Uh, yeah, there's there's other bits in there about creation and things. What is she? <laughs> anyway, good. Well, we are coming to the end, and um, I just wanted to to finish off. Oh, we're not that close to the end. Well, do you have do you have lots of other things to say? Oh, I'm sure oh. I could think of something. Well, I could I'm, read I'm out loads of these things. Oh, I've said everything I want to say. I just want to read the last little bit, oh. and then I'm done. Oh, yeah, this is because Mum said she's lost the plot. You can ignore my mother. I'm not. It's not because of that. Okay, fine. We've, we've 
We've had a good discussion. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. Well, this sentence summarizes quite nicely. Um, Jesus, so in blessing the bread, Jesus pointed to the origin and to the destiny of creation. Mm. And I just wanted to finish off by reading a little bit, which um, basically is, is about blessing and us sort of realizing how blessed we are. And so we'll, we'll finish with this. So blessing is not a state, it's a story, it's an origin story. It's the story of how you began and why. It's the story of God the Creator calling you into being on purpose and for a purpose. It's the story of God taking delight in you and naming you as good and beautiful. It's the story of God the Redeemer pursuing you, calling you and returning you to who he made you to be. The God who called light out of darkness calls you out of darkness and into light. And in doing so, he brings you back to the beginning, to your beginning. And this is where it starts. You are blessed. So thank you for watching tonight. Mm. Friday Conversations continues next week half past seven on friday but we have a two-week gap yeah i'm just about uh -oh. to say so oh, we, we don't I have a two-week we don't have a two-week gap of friday conversations no 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 i know friday conversations carries on but next week and the week after um, i'm going to be interviewing someone from one of the charities that our church supports yeah. and then the following week i think keith's going to be interviewing someone from a different charity that our church support so we've got two charity um discussions i have been told they're not all charities some of them are organizations some of them are organizations okay so well we'll we'll find out clarify. the difference when but yeah so we've, we've just so more. you know that we've had some already so we support armenian ministries we've had them in and talked to peru is her name peru's yeah peru's um, so you can find that on the friday conversations we've also talked to the food bank people at the Wisbeach food bank has there been another one? The wall. Ah, oh, the eternal wall. Yes, we mm. had people talking about that. Mm. And we've got a couple then, more coming up in the yeah, next couple got, of weeks. So next one is, it's called Good News for Everyone. But you might more, uh, more readily recognize the name Gideons. So they used to be Gideons, but now the UK branch is called Good News for Everyone. So we so that's support them. That's, that's what next week is. And then the week after that is a different organization. Yes. Yep. And so in three weeks time, we will be back with the next installment of the Blessed, Broken, Given series. And I'll be joined with Alan, Alan Hammond, who will be um, chatting with me. And we'll be talking about chapter three and chapter four so if you're reading along it's going to be a double whammy so i think we're going to move quite quickly through some of the content of chapter yes. three and four to fit it into the time um on three weeks from now but don't worry because you've got three weeks in which to read two chapters so it's actually less reading than you would have needed to have done if we were doing another whole chapter next week so three weeks to oh, read the next two chapters so you don't need to worry about that there's there's plenty of time it's called they're called names and, and tables names and tables now i can 
Guess what names is about, but no idea what well, a chapter about. You, you're going to have to read it, or you're going to have to watch the conversation in three、uh, weeks' time. Okay, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Yes. It's been it's been <laughs> great. Anna wants her book、oh, back, Mary,、yes. so she can read the chapters. You're being cheeky this evening, mother. <laughs>、uh, thank you for watching, and we will see you again. Well, I'll see you again next week. Bye bye.、Yes. <laughs> bye. <laughs>